Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to The Conversation. Today happens to be January 1st, 2023. It is the beginning of a new year, a new adventure. And we're putting 2022 into the past. Now, New Year's has always been fascinating to me because it is by consensus, kind of across the board, that January 1st marks a new beginning and an ending. But in actuality, it's just another day on the calendar. And so through our focus and intention, we imbibe a lot of energy. It's a thought form about New Year's as a new beginning. And so in this episode, we'll talk a little bit about what are you going to create, how to, how to set some new intentions, and how to complete on the past. For me, this New Year's has been special because it marks the ending of a series, a project that I've been involved in since Thanksgiving, and that is the Spiritual Adventure, the online summit, My Gathering of Saints. Now, if you've been participating in that, then you know that I received the idea as a download just before Thanksgiving, and frankly, I wasn't quite sure that uh, if it would work. I liked the idea. I was excited about the idea, but I started sending out messages to friends of mine to participate in an interview process to showcase their spiritual journey. And so I've interviewed a dozen people, a dozen spiritual teachers about their journey in order to provide an example of some of the decisions, some of the processes involved in the spiritual journey. You see, when I first had my awakening when I was 28, for years I felt alone. I felt misunderstood. I felt separated from the rest of the world. I didn't really have any examples, not ready examples of what lie ahead. And so I began this project in hindsight, rather naively, because I thought I wasn't going to change much. I thought I was going to be the catalyst, that, that element that is you know, brought into a, a mix, and it itself doesn't change. But in hindsight, I can look back over the past 30 days and say, this whole interview process of me interviewing my friends, the spiritual teachers, having these deep conversations, was influential on me that perhaps the whole thing was more for me than for anybody else, which, frankly, I love. This has always been a selfish endeavor for me, but I did mistakenly early on think that I was a catalyst for change, thinking that I could go into a situation, work with somebody, and not be affected myself, which, what's the point? What's the point of doing that? Because, frankly, for me, over time, it just wouldn't be that much fun. And so each and every person I work with, each and every conversation I have, I, and I don't know why I didn't think about this on the front end of this, I am changed. I'm transformed in new ways. And I've actually loved the process. I've really loved the process. But what it really made me present to and aware of at the end of this whole journey over the last 30 days is that I have not been pushing the boundaries of my comfort zone very much. And in hindsight, probably over the last 15 years. Not that I haven't grown, not that I haven't pushed the boundaries in to some degree over the last 15 years, 
but not in the way that I could have, not to really experience exponential growth, like I talk about taking it to the nth degree. And that is why this morning when I was having a conversation with my wife and she asked me what was my theme going to be for the coming year, for 2023. And I said it was going to be the year of the phoenix. Now, if you know me, my symbol is the phoenix, which is the mythological creature that lives for five, six hundred years only to die a fiery death and then be reborn from the ashes. And so 2023 is going to be a year of rebirth for me, reinvention, a year of the phoenix. Now, my word for this year is kamiwaza. Now, kamiwaza is a Japanese word that's comprised of two characters. And it essentially means work it like a god or do it like a god. Now, I want to be clear that I'm not necessarily suggesting that you do this also, because, you know, New Year's abounds with people making new resolutions. I'm going to change everything. I'm going to lose weight. And it never really happens. But I'm just saying for myself that this is now in alignment with what I see for my future, what I want for my future, and what I, the impact that I want to make out in the world. So I'm sharing with you my process of what I'm going through, and I'll probably uh, unravel this as I go. But it's been the result of this whole interview process and me being re-presenced to this phrase, all you know is all you know. What you don't know, you don't know. You don't know, you don't know it. And so your area or the areas of greatest growth for you lies outside of your current knowing. So as a result of these interviews, what I'm taking on, my, I guess my areas of growth for me, one, I'm going to immerse myself more in frequency and sound as a result of my conversation with Mary Burke Kelly. She also introduced the whole concept of distance healing and asynchronous healing or in other words, fifth dimensional healing, which she got from another friend of mine, Anna Noyce, who I also interviewed. And so this year, I'm going to be a lot more focused on fifth dimensional manifestation. But with that said, I'm also going to reground myself in the mindfulness practice that I was represented to with Anne Hintz, and to dig even deeper in clearing and cleaning up my personal channel, my personal vehicle, which is my body. And then another thing that I learned or was made present to with my conversation with JJ, uh, Jennifer Jarakis, on The Way of the Actor, is that there are some processes in the acting world that I can dig even deeper to address my shadow self and to free up my self-expression. And so I'm going to take on some acting training this year. Because I recognize that there are some areas that I'm a little bit inhibited about expressing. Namely, video. You probably won't find me in a movie. You probably won't find me on the stage. Although that's not out of the realm of possibility. What you probably are going to see is more video from me. More live video, more TikToks. My wife has been after me <laughs> to do a TikTok channel. And I've been full of excuses on why I don't have the time. Well, that's going to change, and I'm going to put more content on YouTube. All of this is in the pursuit of making a difference, making an impact before I leave the planet, and fulfill on the mission that in some way, somehow, you get to your bones that you create your reality. You, through your thoughts, through your actions and your beliefs, you manifest your experience of life. 
To me, there is no greater knowing to be had as a human being. That is the spiritual adventure. Well, enough about me. I've been talking about some of the intentions that I'm throwing out there, some of the things I'm going to shift from my life, and I'm going to make it easier for you to do the same for yourself. On January 7th, I'll make available a goal-setting workshop. I call it Manifesting 2023 and Beyond. So if you're listening to this after the fact, it's going to be available. It'll be a program in my vault, my Wisdom Vault, which is my online membership. In there, you'll also find my intuition course. You'll find the High Vibe Life, which is about creating a way of being in the world that vibrates at a higher level than the majority of the people on the planet, which allows you to manifest easier and faster than the majority. And also, as a side benefit, you feel a heck of a lot better about your life. You feel a lot better from day to day, which is also reflected in your health and well-being. But back to the workshop that I'm releasing on January 7th. Essentially, that's creating intentions. Intentions for what you want to create in 2023 and beyond. Through the process, through this this short workshop that is pre-recorded, but you can access it then, we identify all your deeply held desires, all your deeply held intentions that have been there forever, and we identify them. We write them down, we collect them, and then we weed out the ones that have been put there through advertising and cultural conditioning that aren't really part of your soul's mission. That process is not usually part of your typical goal-setting program. In addition to that, we'll create some alignment. And this is the problem with a lot of resolutions, a lot of declarations that people make at the beginning of the year. They have their grand intentions, but they don't align their heart, their mind, and their body with that intention. As a consequence, then, these these grand declarations that people make at the beginning of the year, creating, you know, a phenomenal 2023 or whatever year it is, we begin with the best of intentions, with great expectations. Yet, within a week to two weeks, maybe six at the most, we start to fall off because there's no momentum. There's no natural motivation. See, for the most part, motivation is making you do something you're not completely aligned with. When you're aligned with it, it just becomes part of your self-expression. And so at the end of this workshop, you'll have identified the goals and intentions that you want to create. You'll have a plan underneath it and how to align it, how to integrate it into your life to where it's just a natural expression of who you are. So if that sounds interesting to you, I encourage you to check it out. Join me in Manifesting 2023 and Beyond. And you can learn more about it there at yesdaniel.com. So that satisfies creating intentions for 2023. Now let's look at the backside of it, and that is completing on 2022. And so as you look back over the past year, are there any events, are there any situations, conversations, relationships that you need to let go of? Energetically, are you still connected to aspects of the past that are no longer serving you? The way to identify those is any memory that you have from 2022 that you feel emotionally activated by, you are sending energy into the past. In fact, more appropriately, that event is draining energy from you in the present. And then let's extend this even further. Let's say it just didn't happen in 2022. Maybe it happened in 2021 or 2020 or or 2018 or 2012. And you're still hanging on to an aspect from the past. Now, 
you can declare that you're complete with it, that you're done with it. There's no reason to carry it forward. Because it's just draining energy from the present, draining energy from what you want to create. See, when we can release the past and be complete with it, and that could be the ending of a relationship, it could be even a loss of a loved one, and we're still carrying the grief. If you haven't yet decided how long is appropriate for you to grieve, then you may want to decide on that. Because there's this weird thing that happens in our brain that sometimes we feel that the pain and suffering that we're experiencing somehow validates the amount of love or the amount of desire that we had for an intention or for a relationship or for a loved one. When in actuality, that pain and suffering is just self-inflicted. It's not useful. There is nothing in the rule book that says the amount of pain and suffering you, you experience has anything to do with how much you love someone or how much you wanted something. Now, this doesn't exactly translate into this, but it comes to mind, so I'm going to talk about it. In 2004 to 2005, I made a series of decisions that essentially evaporated over $100,000 out of my bank account. And from one perspective, it could be said that those decisions were stupid. And I would not be hard-pressed to wallow in a puddle of self-loathing about those decisions. If only I could have, if only I should have. But the way I look back on that situation is kind of like this. Well, let's not do that again. Next time, let's do this. Let's do that. Stay away from that hole. And so through self-reflection, I have a series of checks and balances, red flags to pay attention to, to know that if I'm off course, how to course correct. I basically bought myself an education. But that also applies to past relationships that were less than magnificent, less than, I guess, supportive for myself, did not honor my intuition. You know, these are all things you can reflect back on and say, isn't that interesting? Isn't that fascinating? I learned something valuable in that. And I let go of the idea that I needed to chastise myself or shame myself or feel guilty about the decisions from the past. Because that's not productive whatsoever. It just robs energy from the future, robs energy from the present. And then we have grief, grief of of loss, grief of a loved one dying. That response was made crystal clear to me when I was sitting in a gallery with a psychic medium, Shannon Maxey. I was there just to witness other people connect with loved ones, and she started talking to me. And then she asked me to come up to the room and for the next 45 minutes began communicating information coming from beyond from various people that have been in and out of my life. And one of them was a friend of mine when I was eight years old. His name was Jeff Bird and he died in his sleep from a cerebral hemorrhage. I can remember being at the funeral at just eight years old and the grief that poured out of his mother sitting in the front pew while my uncle, Presbyterian minister, delivered the service. I can still hear her cries of pain and agony in my ears. I can feel it in my body if I tune into it. But here I am in this gallery, and Jeff comes in and said that he only came for a short visit. He had a short contract. He was never meant to grow old. But what he found most disturbing, some 40 years later, is that his mother never let go of the grief. She never let go of the guilt that she felt. She blamed herself. 
and was still blaming herself 40 years later. He said, I wanted her to remember my life. I wanted her to remember my laugh. I wanted her to remember the joy that we had while we were together. That's the way it was supposed to be. She wasn't supposed to choose pain and suffering. He wanted me to find her and let her know that he was okay, that he wasn't supposed to be here into adulthood, that he only came for a short ride. Since then, in interacting with other spirits, other people that have passed and moved on, life after death is a glorious experience. And they want those of us that are left behind to remember them with laughter and smiles, to cherish the memory of them, to hold on to the love of them, but not be present, not hang on to the sense of loss. And sometimes we think about the loss of their life, what they didn't get to experience. And frankly, it is what it is. It sounds so trivial to say that. It sounds so simple, and I know if you've ever experienced loss, that it is difficult to find your way out of it. But this is where we can go back to the spiritual lesson I've talked about in the past, is turning the lead into gold. It's through alchemy. It's transmuting the lower vibratory states and elevating them to love and joy. It's putting the past in the past and living today for today. Sometimes completing requires a completion conversation. Having a conversation with somebody and completing on things that were not said or that could have been said. And then there's other times when you cannot have that conversation and you need to be complete being incomplete. The opportunity to reach resolution was never present, can never be present. There was never a a time when you could put a punctuation mark on it, an end point. And this is when you need to declare it just a great mystery. I guess I'll never know. And that flies in the face of what our mind is continually trying to do, is find meaning in it, find a why. Because it is the acceptance of the fact that there is just no good answer to be found. That is being complete, being incomplete. I guess I'll just never know. Next This process of letting go is not necessarily a natural thing to do, but it is a practice. It is a skill that you can take on. And it's one I've practiced over the years. On three different occasions, I've gotten rid of 90% of my possessions at that time and started over. The first time is when I left college. I purged everything. I got really light in my traveling. The second time was when I got my divorce from my first marriage. And instead of asking the question, what can I hang on to? I asked the question, what can I let go of? What can I get rid of? I had my friends and my family walk through my house and told them that, take a look around. Anything that you think you want, ask me about it. Chances are you can have it. And then the third time was in 2006, just before I moved to Texas. I did the same thing again with my friends and family. Even my neighbors got in on the act. And they were like, you're giving this away? Serious? Don't, don't, don't you want money for it? Well, okay, give me what you're willing to pay. What do you want for it? Whatever you want to give me. You see, I wasn't attached to the item, nor was I attached to getting something for it. A lot of people ask me, how do I let things go? Well, the answer is pretty simple. You just decide to let it go. Because oftentimes people will say, I just can't let it go. I can't let it go. I, 
no matter how much I try, I can't let it go. So what's involved in that is actually deciding to let it go. You don't try. You either do or do not. So you let it go. You ask yourself, am I willing to let it go? What actually am I hanging on to that prevents me from letting it go? Does it serve me to hang on to it? Or is it costing me to hang on to it? You start to look at the impact on your life, the impact on your emotions in hanging on to something, hanging on to an idea, hanging on to an item, hanging on to some scenario, some story about the past. How does it serve you? Does it serve you? Are you willing to let it go? Are you willing to release it? If you were to release it right now, right this second, would you, could you leave it where it lie and not pick it up? Do you have to forgive someone? Does someone have to forgive you? Do you require a completion conversation? Do you need to say, I'm sorry? Do you need to hear the words, I'm sorry? Do you need to accept the fact that you'll never hear the words, I'm sorry? Do you need to accept the fact that life is not fair? In order to make room for the new, in order to make room for what lies ahead, Release what no longer serves you. Complete on the past. At year's end here, at New Year's, it is the perfect time. If not today, then pick a day that works for you. Sometimes our emotions are too raw, too too familiar, too recent to release. And so give yourself permission to mourn. Give yourself permission to be angry for a time. Pick a date on the calendar that you feel would be an appropriate amount of time to hang on to this feeling. And then when that day arrives, make a decision to let it go. And be gentle with yourself. If that date arrives and you inquire, make an inner inquiry about where you are in the matter, and part of you still wants to hang on, part of you still wants to grieve, part of you still wants to be angry, and is not ready to complete on it. Ask questions again. What do I need to do in order to be free of this? What needs to happen until I can let it go? And you may have an answer then. If you don't have an answer, pick another date. Give yourself some more time. And generally, i found that if you need to reset the date by the third time, you're really ready to let it go. Well, my friend, on this first day of January, there's a couple things I need to say just on the business side of things. This begins season three of the Align Self podcast. I originally started the podcast on April 16th, 2021. That was season one up until the beginning of 2022. So last year was season two. This is season three. The other things in the vein of the year of the Phoenix, letting things go, allowing things to die, For the last three months, I've done personal psychic readings. I'm no longer going to do those or advertise those after January 15th. So up until January 15th, 2023, you can still book a session and we can schedule it in the future. But after the 15th, I'm no longer offering to do one-on-one readings. To be truthful, it just isn't a good use of my time. The other thing, my personal coaching rates are going to go up a lot. My one-on-one coaching rates are going to increase substantially. 
But I do have one package of unlimited coaching left that I will honor up until January 15th. After that, that offer will be pulled, no longer available, and my new rates will apply. To learn more about the unlimited coaching package, you can go to yesdaniel.com. Also, you can go there to book a reading. Also on the horizon, since I had so much fun doing this Spiritual Adventure Online Summit, I'm going to do it again three more times this year. So if I'm going to be complete with this episode, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for your listening. Thank you for being part of my life. So until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>